0: The following program is produced and furnished in conjunction with Mark Amtower of Amtower and Company, which is entirely responsible for its content. This is Amtower Off Center, sponsored by General Dynamics Information Technology. Every week, author, speaker, consultant Mark Amtower gives you his take on what's going on in the world of government contracting. Amtower Off Center with your host, Mark Amtower. Welcome to Amtower Off-Center on federalnewsradio.com and 1500 AM. I'm Mark Amtower. Um, I have a special guest today, special in a lot of ways. This is going to be a LinkedIn coaching session, so you may want to listen more than once and get out your notepad, pull over to the side of the road, or listen when you get home. Uh, My guest is Maria Fafard. Uh, Maria, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much, Mark. It's a pleasure and a privilege to be here
0: um we we touched bases about a year ago and you said you wanted to send your husband or your husband wanted to come to one of my my sessions and honestly i don't think that occurred because i haven't done a public session in a while i've been busy doing private sessions which, time
1: to start again
0: uh, well yes and no i mean filling public sessions is hard i get a lot of requests but if I do one in Maryland, the Virginia people aren't coming. If I do one in Virginia, the Maryland people aren't coming. If I don't hit the right day, nobody's coming.
1: Have you considered D.C. as a um, compromise?
0: I, I, I could probably do one here at Federal News Radio. There you go. Um, then they have no excuse. Uh, well, yeah, we'll see what's what. But uh, So we're going to be discussing uh, various aspects of LinkedIn, profile tips, engagement, branding, and thought leadership. But let's, let's start with, um, you read My Apple Pie, uh, um, LinkedIn Can't Bake a Pie. Right? I sure did. So, um, And you know, at, at that time, it was about the only thing it couldn't do. Um, so you, you were just telling me you had an executive who was, uh, was with you one day uh, at, a, at a sporting event. And tell, briefly tell that story. Sure,
1: so I was at a game with uh, one of my teams and one of the executives um, in that company. And I was telling him about personal branding and LinkedIn throughout the game because we both didn't care about the game. We were there for the team. And at first he was so resistant. He said, Maria, I'm busy. I have a lot going on. I'm not gonna be doing all those things not going to do anything for me but i persisted and i simply was showing to him what it can do for his career for his personal brand and the next day he emailed me and said you hit me over the head with value and i hate to say it but i'm going to follow your advice i'm going to do all those things i'm going to work on my presence and thank you for not stopping when i tried to stop you
0: there you go one of the most popular pieces I've written in on LinkedIn is uh, not the uh, social media can't bake a pie, but the the simple act of being on LinkedIn is marketing.
1: I remember this article. It was absolutely wonderful.
0: Yeah, but the, the, you know the point is that LinkedIn is your most public persona anywhere. Right?
1: Absolutely. And actually, I know lots of people, executives and not-so-executives, who are wonderful in person, who have very powerful presence in the room. And then when you look at their digital presence, it's a sad sight. It's It's like they're wearing a
0: bag over their head in a networking event.
1: And if you're not on LinkedIn, you are invisible in the professional universe.
0: Or from my perspective, worse, if, if you're up there, no picture, no description of your job, no summary, just, you know, vice president of, you know, big company number three. Um, who cares?
1: <laughs> How about if you have a picture on the beach with a corona? Uh,
0: or or worse, you know, uh, there's one guy who uses uh, uh, Thor from the movies. <laughs> and there's two guys at a company in Florida that use Muppet characters. All right, you know, uh, and and one of them is a VP of sales. I'm going. I'd never buy any unless I'm looking for Muppet collectibles. I'm not buying anything from you.
1: To to me, I'm always astonished when I see uh, either executives or, what's worse, marketing people. Or social media people who have two and a half followers and no picture, no meaningful headline, no meaningful anything. And of course, the platform is complex and nuanced and it's evolving, so you need to keep up with it and tweak your presence to take advantage of the new features.
0: Well, it all starts with a profile. So if, if you're reaching out to connect with people and there's no information there, there's no there there, let's give people some ideas on what they can do to uh, uh, improve, e- even if you've got a pretty good profile right now, uh, number one would be probably your photo.
1: Yep, that's right. Profiles without a photo are 11 times less likely to be seen by yeah. anyone.
0: So, and, and uh, you know, the, the above the fold, what you see when you open a screen includes the background picture, your photo, your headline, which the default of your headline is your current job title, and usually the top two lines of your summary. So um, you use your, uh, your background photo not as a photo.
1: Yeah, that's right. I use one of my taglines. Um, I say, life is too short to not be at the top of your potential. And I help um, people who are pivoting in their careers or aspiring to pivot in their careers, and they find this line aspirational, so that's what I use.
0: Yeah, and and so I, I use a picture of me speaking at a uh, contracting event. And I do that because I do a lot of speaking. I want to reinforce that. I want to get more speaking gigs.
1: Absolutely. And so, Mark, you just said something very, very important. You said, I want more of X or Y or Z. And that's one piece of social media and LinkedIn strategy that most people miss. They never stop and ask themselves, what do I want to attract more of? Do I want more job offers? Do I want more paid speaking engagements? Do I want to scale my followership? And it's this goal that's gonna determine what you're doing. So if you wanted to attract more followers, but didn't care about more speaking engagements, let's say you didn't have the bandwidth to do more than you're already doing, your behavior would be very different. Whatever you want to attract more of, you need to highlight, you need to focus on, you need to include pictures of, recommendations for, et cetera, et cetera, especially applicable to people like me who have had portfolio careers. We've done multiple things. We have multiple specialties. What do we want to attract?
0: Yeah, well, I've had one job for the last 34 years, but my profile, if you print my profile, it runs about 70 pages. Um, because I have a lot of other things in there. I also have about 235 written recommendations that also print when you print somebody's profile or download it as a PDF. But you make make a point in your notes to me, uh, make your profile customer oriented.
1: Yeah. So most people are incredibly self-centered on LinkedIn, which really does them a terrible disservice. They need to speak directly to the customer that they want to attract, or a hiring manager or a recruiter if they are hoping to attract job opportunities. So nobody cares about what you do, everybody cares about what you can do for them. Does it make sense?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. And 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 you know, that goes back to sort of what you were saying before. I phrased it a slightly different way. What do you want people to do after they read your profile?
1: A call to action. Yeah. And there are many profiles that <clears throat> do a laundry list of what the person done before, and you walk away being puzzled, like, what do they want me to do? What are they all about? Or, what or how I does trying this apply to me?
0: Yeah. You also make uh, uh, one more point that I I emphasize, if you want people to contact you. Make
1: it easy, make it easy to do so. Include your phone number or your email address or both. in the summary. <clears throat> yep, whatever yeah. your preferred method is.
0: Right, and if you want to set up a time to talk with me, I have my Calendly app put in my um, in my summary, so you can schedule 15 minutes to talk with me right there.
1: Which is perfect. I remember one of my very first speaking engagements many years ago. I made this point that you need to include your contact information in the summary. And one lady raises her hand and she goes, but Maria, why? That sounds so strange. Wouldn't people like call and stuff? And I said, sure they would. I had a call today with a wonderful offer of a highly paid speaking engagement. I loved it. I didn't do anything for that, right? It was easy to contact me, and my personal brand was crystal clear.
0: There you go. And and by the way, you, you very succinctly, you have 200 characters to write for your headline, which is a space immediately below your name, which is immediately under your photo, if you have a photo. Uh, But you make it very short, very sweet, to the point. Leadership coach, speaker, facilitator. Boom, right there.
1: So in my case, um, it's a little different than what I recommend to most of my clients. I have a portfolio career. I do various things. So I put them together so it's easy to see what services do I offer. For a normal person who does not do different things, I usually recommend focusing on some aspect of what they do that sets them apart. For example, your typical client, as you said earlier, Mark, they just go with a default headline, project manager at USDA, right? How boring is that? 10,000 other people are project managers. So you can do better than that. You can say enthusiastic project manager, project turnaround expert. And notice what I just did. Immediately people who are looking for strong project managers to fix their broken initiatives and broken programs are gonna say, that's my guy, I yep. want that.
0: Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I usually, for, for uh, especially for salespeople, I don't want sales in the title. Tell me what you sell and who you sell it to. So if you're a specialist in cloud or or big data or something like that, That's part of your headline, and the market segment that you serve is part of your headline. So, you know, go back to your USDA person, you know. uh, We we, uh, uh, specialize in cloud for uh, civilian, particularly USDA. So, um, very simple, very direct. Uh,
1: And then remember that any point you make on LinkedIn needs to be three-dimensional. You need to talk about it, you need to have recommendations that support that, and hopefully you have some interesting multimedia that support that. What I love about your profile, Mark, for example, mm-hmm. is that you have pictures right off the bat that clearly show you speaking. Hey, he says he's a speaker. Obviously he's a speaker, he's not lying. One big problem on LinkedIn is that people exaggerate very badly,
0: right? <laughs> Everybody's an Just executive. Bit, yeah.
1: Everybody's an executive, right? Yep inspirational leader well how big is your team oh let's not talk about that right two and, I, and a half people I'm,
0: I'm not an inspirational leader i don't want employees <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'm an annoying person to be around 24 <laughs> 7 ask my wife uh we're gonna take our first break you're listening to Tower off center on federal news radio and 1500 a.m we'll be back right after this Welcome back to Am Tower Off Center on federalnewsradio.com and 1500 AM. I'm here today with Maria Fafard
1: how do you pronounce your last name? Maria Fafford. Fafford. It's not your fault. Everybody botches my last name.
0: Oh, I've already pronounced it two different ways anyway. So <laughs> F-A-F-A-R-D, Maria Fafford. Find her on LinkedIn. I suggest that you do. Uh, you can use her profile as a guideline as, we, uh, as, as you go along with this. So you mentioned graphics in the, in the last segment. How important are graphics in and throughout your LinkedIn profile?
1: So people are visual creatures. Nobody's gonna look at your profile if it's text only. You need to build an enticing portfolio of your work. This is where you showcase what you've done. Uh, It can be a beautiful, meaningful deck that you built. It can be a white paper you wrote. But the most beautiful, most powerful thing include pictures and videos. Pictures of you speaking, pictures of you working with your team, anything that is that is relevant to your personal brand. And again, as with everything on LinkedIn and social media in general, be consistent.
0: Yeah, and and just to illustrate that point, the Archimedes Codex, a, a book that was discovered about a decade ago, uh, is it. Uh, It's at the Walters in Baltimore. And if you haven't seen it before, you can't touch it, but you can look at it. Uh, It's about 95% pictures because Archimedes built some wonderful machines, but he couldn't explain them in words. He had to make drawings. So um, your jobs on LinkedIn. I tell people they have to have at least three items. What the company does who the company does it for, and what your role is. How would you expand that?
1: So I always guide people to make their experience section results-oriented. What do I mean by that? The biggest mistake that people make on LinkedIn is to include a laundry list of what they do. I was responsible for X, Y, and Z. I was responsible for answering phones. That's exciting, people care about that.
0: Somebody's <laughs> got to...
1: Don't tell me what you were responsible for. Tell me how you left your place of employment a better place after you were gone. Tell me what results you created. So if you are answering phones, tell me my rate of customer satisfaction on the phone went from 40 to 90 that's measurable, that's impressive, that immediately tells the person what you're all about. If you can include any kind of meaningful metrics, that's super powerful.
0: Yep, there you go. So
1: results-oriented. For every position you have on LinkedIn, give me results. Why were you sitting there? What did you do?
0: Okay. Uh, We're going to migrate from your... There's a lot more we could talk about on Profile. No kidding. We we, we both have uh, a, a ton of notes here. But I want to get through a, a lot of stuff today. So I want to talk about engaging on LinkedIn. And um, so you, you have a, a great tip to start off.
1: Yeah, I think the best thing you can do to be successful on LinkedIn is to be of service to others. Um, I like the concept of kind social media. And if you help people very sincerely, not transactionally, not because you hope to get something in return, you are going to get much, much more in return. If somebody is asking for advice, hey, I see that you pivoted in your careers, you moved fields, how did you do this? What would you recommend to me? Respond to that person, right? If somebody is asking for help, help them. If you know that somebody is really great and they're asking for a referral and you work for a company that is looking for the, for those kind of experts, refer them. And so that becomes a huge part of your personal brand. And people don't forget those small kind kindnesses.
0: Yeah, so I, I get a lot of people reaching out via email or yesterday I got, uh, uh, because my email was part of uh, my summary, I got an email from a a small business owner in Georgia saying, you know, help, help. So I I looked at her profile, and she asked for help on LinkedIn. So I made four or five comments on that. I attached four or five articles. I aimed her at a webinar, and uh, I'll, I'll check back on her profile in a week or so. And she joined uh, one of my groups, I manage the uh, the PTAC, SBLO, Oztabu group on LinkedIn, among others. Uh, and uh, so I'll be able to monitor her activity. But, you know, it wasn't something I was going to charge for. She's a small business. She's struggling. I'd like to see her, you know. Get some work.
1: And you know, she will absolutely remember that kindness. And 10 years from now, you have no idea what she's going to do for you or for people in your network that you might ask her to help. Um, It's almost like an ecosystem of little kindnesses, little kind acts. And I love that about LinkedIn. Um, There are some people who don't believe in that and who say, well, why would I waste my time helping someone I don't know? Uh, it's not wasting, it's creating a better world. And I know that I'm using big words, but I absolutely believe it.
0: Well, I, I, I agree. You can only make the world a better place if you do it where you have an impact. And yeah. uh, if you're not doing it, uh, you know, shame on you. Um, you know, we're, 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 we're not here exclusively, even though some people seem to think that we're not here exclusively for ourselves. So let's, let's talk about other forms of engagement. You say be positive in your status updates. I'm not quite sure. Um, well, actually, I do know what you mean, but explain it anyway.
1: So being negative on social media and in particular on LinkedIn uh, is a big no-no and many people do that, oh gosh, I had a bad day at work. Let me go tell everybody uh, how terrible my leadership is. What, really, you're gonna do that?
0: Well, every now and again, I write about how bad LinkedIn does something when they change things for the worse.
1: So, personally, I believe that sense of humor is a much more powerful tool than just blasting someone, including LinkedIn, and yes, they have a lot of problems, right? For most people, being positive, Um, is a big helper for building a good personal brand. You don't wanna build a personal brand of someone who hates everything and everybody who's making snarky comments, right? Uh, Okay, with one caveat, there is a small group of people that consciously built this grumpy cat,
0: Oh, yeah, a yeah, critical yeah. person, yeah, right.
1: personal brand, and it works for them. But for most people, please, please take uh, the bitching and complaining yeah. to other places.
0: Yeah, I, I, I have no desire to hang out with negative people, so I I, I, I understand that. I'll, I'll add two things to that. In a business uh, social network, you should not discuss either religion or politics. I have both. I'm not going to talk about them on LinkedIn. I don't talk about them on Facebook either. I don't talk about them on social media because it's my business. I hear you, absolutely.
1: Um, And sometimes it's very interesting what kind of political statements people feel comfortable making for their status updates. Uh, They use curse words, uh, they express great deal of intolerance and hatred. Very, very sad to see that.
0: I I agree, it's just silly. One of your tips for engagement is, is really useful, and it's a massive time saver. Use of templates.
1: Yeah. So as I started to gain relative prominence on LinkedIn, I found myself in a situation where I simply physically did not have the time to individually respond to everybody who was reaching out. So I developed a set of templates. Hey, I get those kind of questions on a regular basis. Let me develop a set of templates that i'm going to use so if somebody is just like a new example with a small business owner in georgia you probably get those emails all the time so i would suspect you have a small collection of links that you send people to and that you have some canned emails that you can reuse and this way you can help more people
0: well i have a canned uh, connection request thing too you know my my goals on LinkedIn are very simple. I want to be one of the most connected people in the government market. I want to mo- be one of the most visible people I in the government you already market. I think are. Uh well, you know, the, the, there there are others there as well. So I want to be in that top rung. Nobody's going to be the one. So um but I also want to be one of the most credible people there. So I I don't say things on LinkedIn either in groups or in one-on-one messages or in my posts that i don't believe and if i find out that i'm wrong i say so
1: so you're saying authenticity and integrity
0: love it yeah and 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 without that you're toast because you know your reputation is the only thing you own in this market
1: i love what you said about reputation and personal brand is just a fancy way to say your reputation Uh, If you don't have your reputation, you don't have anything. Uh, One more point I wanted to make sure we make during this segment about engagement is that people do not use status updates nearly enough. It's a very powerful tool of engagement. Right now, status updates are actually getting significantly greater engagement than long-form posts. So choose a topic that you want to be associated with and consistently curate quality articles on that topic, share them in your status updates, and post original status updates. So I will just give a couple of examples. Let's say one of your colleagues won an award, and this is the area that you're passionate about, you're Mm -hmm. excited for your colleague. Why not congratulate them on LinkedIn? Your colleague got a new job. Hey, why not share this, right? I share those uh, kind of updates all the time, and people love to join in. I I simply would say, hey, please join me in congratulating John Smith for his new role, here is why it's especially exciting. He's a career changer, and this is, you know, his dream came true. People react very, very positively to those status updates. Thousands of views, um, hundreds of likes, and all that.
0: Yeah, it it's, it's amazing. I, I forget which post it was, but... Um it, it was like the status update that would not die. I, I, I stopped counting at about thirty five hundred views, which
1: is so cool, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, I was I was floored because I thought it was you know kind of mundane, but obviously it struck a chord
1: and, and my people la- shared in my latest status update that you commented on today about second story bookstore. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was very surprised. It got more than six thousand views. Lots of comments. People are very excited about books, and I loved it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, there's a, a bookstore in Glen Elg that I go to, a uh, um, uh, used bookstore. Uh, there's one in Columbia, and uh, a client of mine told me two weeks ago about one on Light Street in Baltimore that I plan on visiting next time I go to Baltimore.
1: And think what you're doing by those kind of status updates. You are helping that used bookstore, which is awesome, yep. and you are attracting and creating community with like-minded people. Yeah. Not everybody on LinkedIn is there to make a book. There Not are everybody who... on
0: LinkedIn reads books.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no comment. I thought we we're not talking about politics or well, other controversial subjects. Just,
0: you know, uh, uh, you know, reading. Most people don't read books anymore. It's it's a simple fact. Um,
1: my husband and I don't have this problem. We have the problem of we have so many books in many, our house yeah. that we need to get rid of some to buy more.
0: No, uh, I don't want to do that. No. <laughs> I'm I'm loath to get rid of any of my books. Um, All right, we're going to take a break. You're listening to Amtower Off-Center on federalnewsradio.com and 1500 AM. I'll be back with Maria right after this. Welcome back to Amtower Off-Center on federalnewsradio.com and 1500 AM. I'm Mark Amtower. I'm here with Maria Fafard of of Maria Fafard. And again, find her on LinkedIn, uh, F-A-F-A-R-D, and she's got uh, M A C P F. After a name, in case you're wondering, which Maria Fafard? I don't think there's two. There is, is there?
1: only one Maria yeah. Fafard. Uh,
0: to, to 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 my knowledge, I'm the only Mark AmTower. Yes, on you Lincoln. are. Um, uh, I'm Thank God I'm for rare last in names that way only. Um, but uh, so we're we're migrating from engagement to personal branding, uh, or branding, <clears throat> either your company or 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 uh, uh, or yourself, but. I I want to emphasize that what we talked about in the first segment, profile tips, and the second segment, engagement, build up to this branding. So um, you, you start, your first tip to people is to have a comprehensive strategy.
1: That's right. You always need to remember the end goal in mind. And um, we, as human beings, very often jump into execution and implementation without designing what we need. And then uh, many years years down the road, we look back, oh, gosh, what did I do here? I didn't need this. So have your goal in mind and then act accordingly. Your profile, your status updates, your articles should all be consistent with your brand. So... That's the first thing you need to do, right? You identify your goal on the platform. Why are you here? What do you want? And then act accordingly.
0: Yeah, and as your goals change, you can change your profile. There is that little pencil on the edit.
1: (laughs) Sure is. And uh, personal branding is a very powerful tool for career changers. If somebody wants to change fields, it is much easier to do so now than it used to be.
0: Yeah, my friend uh, uh, Vincent Goldsmith uh, works at a major systems integrator, but he focuses on doing business with the Center for Medicare and Medicaid over in Baltimore. And that's exactly what his headline says. You know, if you want to do business with CMS, we need to connect. Boom, right there. He's a business development guy, but he's also a subject matter expert on doing business with CMS. So when I have clients that want to do business there, the first thing I do is introduce them to Vincent. And I say, steal ideas from his profile.
1: Uh, absolutely. Um, I just tell people, please don't copy word by word. No, 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 no,
0: no. But but when I say steal ideas, if if somebody's headline resonates with you, if their tagline resonates with you, how can you alter that to make it fit to you? If it does fit to you, and
1: I remember that was one of your tips. Always be on the lookout for ways to improve your profile. And if you see a role model, if you see someone with a powerful profile, go ahead and use those ideas in yours. Um, The interesting thing about personal branding is that people might think that it's a pretty tactical thing. This is just that thing you have to do in order to propel your career, in order to shift your career into high gear. But to me, the exciting element is that it's actually a tool for self-discovery and growth. There are very few activities (laughs) in a modern professional's lives that encourages reflection and introspection. Personal branding actually forces you to stop for a moment, stop running, and ask yourself, what am I all about? Who am I? Who the heck am I? And what do I want out of this life and out of this career?
0: Yeah. You know, I've post it in a different way. A speech I did in 05 that came at back as a book in 07, 07 Why Epiphanies Never occur to Couch Potatoes. You know, you got to have some rules that you live by. Just understand the parameters in which you want to operate and that becomes part of your brand.
1: Your values are definitely your guiding stars when you're engaged in those activities. Do you know your values? And most okay. people don't.
0: Yeah, so um, you you to to escape from LinkedIn for a moment. one of your tips on branding is to uh, uh, add uh, other assets to to this outside of LinkedIn. What do you mean by that? What are they?
1: So your personal brand is an ecosystem. For most professionals and for great many entrepreneurs, LinkedIn presence is gonna be the biggest brand asset, but don't forget to supplement it with great presence in other platforms, right? Have great Twitter profile, have wonderful website where you blog and where you express your personal brand as well. Um, Depending on what kind of business you are in, Facebook or Instagram uh, might be your platforms but it all needs to drive things in the same direction. Remember your goal, remember your strategy, and connect different pieces of your ecosystem. I'm always astonished by how few people connect their LinkedIn profile to Twitter.
0: Well, yeah, my, my uh, email signature includes my website, my LinkedIn URL, and my Twitter handle and the radio show. So. <laughs>
1: Absolutely, and and this is very powerful. This is extremely important and smart to do. Um, so yeah, different platforms. Uh, people often ask me, "Well, who needs a personal website now? We have LinkedIn, right?" I, I think you still need to have your own home on the web. On the web, that right? you control. Yes, and as you know, LinkedIn is wonderful, but they also make a lot of strategic mistakes. Some of the changes they made lately are really mind-blowing. The changes to algorithm, uh, the fact that they bury status updates with links to LinkedIn articles, hello.
0: Yeah, which are not germane to anything. (laughs)
1: but anyway your website you always control my website is on wordpress .wordpress linkedintellect.wordpress.com i like the platform because it allows you a lot of control and flexibility and it's super simple to use
0: no i I, i'm on bloggers because uh it's it i could use it and i'm the least technical person in the universe so
1: So. (laughs) (laughs) there are many of us who are not technical but it's, it's very easy to learn. That's the exciting thing about our times. Whatever you want to learn, it's easy to do that. So if you, we're speaking about personal brand, let's say a few words about brand ambassadorship, if you don't object. Sure. Every company, no matter how small it is, needs to have a cohesive branding strategy, right? Which includes LinkedIn strategy. So your employees are your brand ambassadors. So when you leave them in the dark without any training or any understanding of your social media strategy, you're missing out. Simplest tip is to train your employees, make sure all your profiles are aligned and have them amplify your content. Oftentimes what I see is that a small company shares a status update from their company profile on LinkedIn and not a single employee shares it or likes it or comments, which is really stupid. This is something so simple that we all can do.
0: It it is something simple to do, but I, I want to emphasize another point here. LinkedIn is trying to eliminate the automatic status updaters from you know from apps. So you you plug in an app, uh, an update into app number two, and it goes out to all your social media. LinkedIn is starting to block a lot of these right now, so it's important for you to you know particularly for small companies if there's 10 of you you have that exponential reach of 10x so if you, there's a blog post there, it's important to send it all out. If there's a press release there, it's important for you all to share. It. Not to share it in the same group on LinkedIn 10 no, no, times, no. but you know to get it out there in various groups, to have it in your status update, to tweet it, to post it on Google Plus if you're there, or Facebook if you have a Facebook presence.
1: And all of those things drive traffic <clears throat> to your company's presence on LinkedIn and to your company's website. Another interesting thing is that Every employee that you have is your brand ambassador. So if somebody stumbles on the profile of an employee and it's a thing of great beauty and it looks good and interesting, that person will go, huh, maybe I want to consider applying to this company. So what the employees can do is include the link mm-hmm. to your <coughs> job posting site. And uh, it's it's always very interesting to see um, how powerful this simple technique is.
0: Yeah, there's one other thing I wanna touch on before we leave this segment, and that is, you you say to do a periodic assessment of your activities to what end?
1: (laughs) So, you know how I just said that people don't design the solution they need, they just jump into implementation? Another thing that people do is that they do not assess whether their strategy is working for them. So let's say you are spending hours on LinkedIn weekly, Well, are you getting any leads? Are you getting any results? Are you getting any speaking engagements or sales or whatever it is that you're after? And if you are not, you need to adjust your strategy. You either need to aggressively learn and read and educate yourself how to do things better, or you need to hire an expert like Mark.
0: Oh, I thank you for the plug. So, but, you know, the, the assessment, it's important to go back and look. Mm. It's important. The, the the one other thing I want to talk about, and it, it kind of fits in here, it fits more in the engagement. When somebody comments on what you write, how important is it to respond?
1: So a comment is gold in the engagement universe. Somebody took the time to read your stuff, to engage with you. It is common courtesy and common sense to thank that person for engaging and respond to that comment. What does it do? Makes them more likely to engage again. It always amazes me when I share somebody's wonderful article and I tag the person. People come and engage with that, but the author never says anything. Author doesn't say, hey, thank you for sharing. um, Doesn't respond to people who are asking questions and I would end up responding to those questions. Well, guess what? I'm not as likely to do that again unless the article is damn good.
0: Well, you know, there was uh, one person who only posted their own articles in my groups. Sounds selfish. And, and, well, they're no longer in my groups. Oh, okay. So tough love. Um, you know, I, it's one of. I, I post a lot everywhere, but my ratio is about. Uh, it used to be eighty twenty. Now it's about ninety ten because I find so much interesting stuff out there. Uh, that I feel compelled to share it, you know, I tweet it, I'll post it, uh, if, it's, if it's related to, and this is interesting, take a note here, uh, everybody take a note here, um, the best LinkedIn expert groups is not on LinkedIn, it's on Google+, Plus, Yep. and it's called LinkedIn Experts. Uh, and it's a, a community there. If I have questions, I throw them out there. If I have answers, I share them there. But it's got some of the best people from around the world on that group. Um, <clears throat> so LinkedIn ex- experts on Google+. Plus. Um, we're going to take a break. You're listening to AM Tower Off-Center on federalnewsradio.com and 1500 AM. I will be back with Maria Fafford right after this. And again, find her on LinkedIn. Back in a minute. Welcome back to Amtower Off Center on federalnewsradio.com and 1500 AM. I'm here with Maria Favard of of her own. You you have a consulting firm. You do LinkedIn training. You do uh, uh, leadership coaching, which is um, an amazing thing to do because so many alleged leaders really aren't. Uh, And that kind of leads in and gives me a nice segue to a lot of people who claim to be thought leaders aren't. Uh, so let's let's talk about what thought leadership is, is not, and how do you build a thought leader platform? So-,
1: so I would like to start from reminding all of us that it's the quality of your ideas that determines whether you have a chance to become a thought leader or not. If you simply publish for the sake of publishing, that is not doing this right. So you need to decide. You need to do some soul searching and decide what is my niche, what is my topic, where can I be of service to people, where can I educate people the most. So for Mark, for example, his thought leadership is in LinkedIn realm for the government environment. So that's where he built his thought leadership. And notice that he did it very consistently over many, many years. And that's something that you can do as well. I would like to share a short story, if that's okay with you, Mark. Yeah. Um, So in November of 2017, I was speaking at a large conference, and one of the people who listened to my talk reached out to me and said, hey, Maria, you talked about writing on LinkedIn and thought leadership. Um, I would love to publish, but I don't know if my content is appropriate for LinkedIn, so how do I decide? And I told her, why don't you just send me a draft, and I will let you know and you know i get to read a lot of terrible writing so when i
0: teach graduate school so do i
1: <laughs> and so i get her article and it's delightful and it's beautifully written and i took one look at it and there was nothing to to fix there nothing to edit so i told her hey publish it tomorrow morning it's beautiful it's super linkedin appropriate it's interesting and she did it was very well received she she got great engagement And then she reached out to me again two weeks later and she said, you know, Maria, I didn't share something with you in my first email. I was just laid off. Um, And uh, I would like to tell you that I applied to a dream job of mine. Um, Interviewing went very well. And then they asked for one thing, for a writing sample. And the only thing that I had was that LinkedIn article that you encouraged me to and 9 publish. Nine million
0: people visited.
1: <laughs> and guess what? They read that article and they offered her the job on the spot, on the spot.
0: You know, it, the the ability to communicate is is definitely part of a thought leadership uh, role, and it's not just speaking; it's writing, but it's also engaging. You know, you you have one-offs, you have emails, you have in-mails, you have five-minute chats or three-minute chats at events. Your your ability to convey knowledge in intelligent sound bites is incredibly important if this is a role for you.
1: Absolutely, and yet again, you need to write with a goal in mind, and you also <coughs> need to work on being a better writer. And I know that's not a very popular tip, but develop your ideas, be very thoughtful about it. Be very intentional about it, and go take a writing class or read a lot of wonderful literature. If you're reading garbage and then you're surprised that you're writing garbage, well, that doesn't make too much sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, my 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 favorite storyteller of all time is John Steinbeck, uh, Ooh. and and he could he could tell stories about seemingly dull people and just make them you can't put the damn book down
1: so my husband loves you right now because that's his favorite writer we probably have every single book that john Steinberg wrote in our house
0: i used to have a number of first edition of american authors because my degrees are in american literature uh but it turns out my daughter's degrees are in american literature and large chunks of my library have migrated over the years to my daughter's library, which is absolutely cool.
1: It's very, very cool. And speaking of storytelling, when you're writing an article on LinkedIn, it's very important to not make it a dry one, right? Use storytelling, use real life examples, use humor, use quotes. Don't be dry even if, and especially if, you're writing about a dry subject.
0: Yeah. And if if you're if you're citing somebody else, make sure you mention them by name. This is not going to detract from you. It will attract them and in all likelihood that person will share your story too. And if or or your article and if they happen to have a larger following than you, hello.
1: Then good things happen for you. Yeah. Um one more thing I wanted to mention here is that your thought leadership on this platform actually becomes um, a very, very important part of your career insurance. So career insurance is a concept that I developed. And uh, it's simply the idea that you need to be very intentional, very proactive about developing your brand so that you start attracting opportunities. You don't need to apply for jobs. Jobs come to you which secures your position in this very insecure situation, right? We have people losing their jobs left and right. We have layoffs and mergers and restructures and whatnot. You need to stand on your two feet. Your personal brand needs to be stronger than the brand of your employer because guess what? You can be gone tomorrow. And I want you to know exactly where you're going if you lose your job tonight. You need to know your target employers, you need to know exactly what
0: you're going to be doing. Well, the person you coach to post that article. Yep. Point there in you case. go. There you go. Um, you, I, I want to touch on one other uh, subject briefly before we we wrap this up. You you are a uh, a proponent of influencer marketing.
1: Um. Yes, I am. Um, just to, to to give you um an example of what I mean by that. Let's say you wrote an article. But then you also quote an influencer in your article. Let's say it's somebody who writes in Forbes, right? Let's say you're quoting William Aruda, who is a huge influencer in personal branding space, and I have lots of respect for him. If you already built a relationship with him, if you already shared his content, if you promoted his work, you can reach out to him and say, hey, I wrote this article, I quoted you, would you be open to sharing this article? And usually people are super open to that. As long as you don't do it in a transactional manner. One pet peeve I have is when people approach me and say, help me to find a job or share my article, and then I never hear from them again. That makes a person feel really sad. Yeah. Um, so you need to nurture your relationships. It's people, it's not transactions.
0: I, I've, I've had... A lot of people ask me for recommendations on LinkedIn, and these are people that I don't know well. <laughs> um, and I'm going, you know, my my brand does not allow me. My brand does not allow me to endorse people that I don't know enough about. Period. Um, you know, so and and you know, but we've been connected for three years. Yeah, and this is the first time I've heard from you since that connection.
1: Tells you something about the person.
0: Yeah, I'm, you know it's, <clears throat> and it and it makes me wonder about the value of that connection. So you do have the ability to disconnect with people. I have exercised that, not frequently, but if if uh, if I have uh, any motivation to do so, I generally don't think twice. I just go and do it while I'm thinking about it.
1: So. absolutely and i've done that as well
0: so give me some final thoughts here what should, how should people start
1: i would like to share a framework that i developed over the years it's easy to remember because it's an acronym i teach people to put their career on pace p a c e is the acronym p is for profile a is for articles c is for connections E is for engagement. Usually when you tell someone LinkedIn, all they think about is profile, and nothing can be further from the truth. LinkedIn presence has those four important components, and you need to balance your efforts on each one of them. So build a beautiful profile, write meaningful articles, build up your connections and nurture your relationships with them, and engage with them, for God's sake.
0: Yeah, and, and I, I like that, uh, that concept, and I'll give you one thing to add to it. A LinkedIn profile by itself is not a presence on LinkedIn. A presence comes with the articles, with the connections, with the engagement, and it's a process. It's not a one and done.
1: Absolutely, and it actually <clears throat> takes time to build a powerful personal brand, to build a powerful network. Um, I have uh, more than 4,700 connections, and they're highly engaged. As you know, the size of your network is irrelevant if they're not engaged with you. Right. But it took me years to build up that network and that engagement. So it's an investment. When the did you join? Oh, I was so hoping you're not going to ask that question. I'm not an early adopter, believe it or not. I joined in 2008.
0: 2008's not bad. It's embarrassing. <clears throat> no, no. I mean, you're, you're still in the first 30 or 40 million. So... Um, That, from my perspective, that's not bad at all.
1: And for me, the potential of the platform became very clear early on, and I had some very good early successes, but the true power of the platform came into the light for me in February two thousand thirteen, when I applied for and received early access to the publishing platform. That was a game changer for me.
0: Yeah. You know, I've I've been on for 14 years now. Uh, I joined in February, uh, 14 years this week, uh, February 04. But I didn't get a clue until I read uh, in 2007 spring. I read Jason Alba's book. I'm on LinkedIn. Now what? Which was just a brilliant title for a book, you know, because that's what everybody was doing. What the heck am I doing here? And the other book I read was the first edition of David Meerman Scott, the New Rules of Marketing and PR." Here's the interesting thing about David's book: David's been on my show now probably seven or eight times. Uh, good friend, I, I'm oddly enough his LinkedIn coach. Um, but uh, and and this is one of the most you know well-known social media people in the world, and I'm his coach. I like that. Uh, but um, his book didn't mention LinkedIn at all because he wasn't leveraging the platform. he's talking about how social media in general with very specific and really neat stories had changed literally everything about how we're communicating. But I took what David said in his book and applied it to LinkedIn. And, um, and here we are. And here we are. So Maria, I can't thank you enough. Maria Fafard of, of, of Maria Fafard find her on LinkedIn. I keep saying of, you know, um, we're not going to talk about your current employer because they would have had to approve everything that we talked about. And that doesn't happen here. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) I do
1: have a full-time job with a wonderful fortune 200 employer guilty as charged.
0: Yes. And, and, um, won't get into how I'm related to that company. Um, But thank you again for being here. Uh, This is not my day job. It's not Maria's day job. Uh, I do advise companies and individuals on leveraging LinkedIn, and I also still work as a consultant on marketing to the federal government. So if you want to chat, drop me a line at mark at federaldirect.net. And thank you very much for listening to Amtower Off Center. You've been listening to Amtower Off-Center, sponsored by General Dynamics Information Technology. If you missed any part of this program, you can hear the entire show or any of our weekly programs anytime at federalnewsradio.com. Amtower Off-Center, only on Federal News Radio 1500 AM and federalnewsradio.com. e-commerce merchants. Does consistent monthly growth while hitting ROI goals sound good? Here at AdRoll, our customers constantly let us know it feels good. AdRoll helps you attract new
1: customers and bring shoppers back to finish the sale. Integrate your e-commerce store with AdRoll and manage display, social media, and native advertising all in one place. Sounds good, right? See the difference. Visit AdRoll.com to get started today.